0: Hey everybody, welcome to episode 3. In this podcast, I am going to talk about healing. Now I decided to change things up a bit because I was kind of thinking about getting that intuitive voice like I said in episode 2. And I got this feeling that I'm going to switch it up a little bit today and tell you guys about my healing journey. And I was diagnosed with an incurable disease and it could have taken my life and don't you want to know why i'm still here that's what we're going to talk about in this episode so welcome again to music and spirituality i'm your host angie and a podcast where you can learn a little bit about life and love and spirituality and a little bit of songwriting and what i am going to share with you guys is a very very crazy time in my life but an amazing time at the same time uh Being diagnosed with a disease that is uh, incurable was a pretty tough thing to face. But before I really get into that, let me just share this really quick. From episode two, I mentioned my song, Blue Vast Road. The description will be in, the link for that song will be in the description. And check it out. It's on my YouTube channel, but I will put the link in there and in the show notes. So go ahead and take a listen to that. And without further ado, let's jump into what happened to me in my 20s. So I was about 19 years old when I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease is an incurable inflammatory disease that attacks the colon, which is the large intestines. And so when this happened to me, I didn't really know what was going on because of the symptoms. uh, I wasn't sure. And, And the beginning things that Took place first was, I started losing an enormous amount of weight in a short amount of time, and so I, kn- I didn't know exactly what was going on, and it also came with some uh, diarrhea. Now I don't want to get too crazy on the graphics here because <laughs> I don't, I don't want it to be uncomfortable for people, but I am going to mention a few things. When this was happening to me, I was working a full-time job. I had a actually good job. I had some roommates, and I it was right before I turned twenty. And I went to work, and I didn't have any pain yet because this disease does come with pain, and there's mild to severe. And I went from like mild to like severe super fast, which was crazy. I go to work just like normal, and I I just knew something was wrong. You know, people say. And I've mentioned this in my podcast before, that intuitive voice is super, super important to listen to. And my gut, I knew something was wrong, obviously. And our bodies tell us what's going on. And one of my coworkers said, well, maybe you have an ulcer. And I'm like, no, it's not an ulcer. I'm not a worrier. And I know that about me. And so I was like, no, something, but I could could feel it. I was like, something is really, really wrong. I didn't know what it was obviously. But I'm thinking, I'm losing this amount of weight this fast. And then I was having diarrhea. But not only that, I couldn't keep food down. And so then it got worse. And what happened was it got to the point where I couldn't eat solid food. It it gotten to the point that around the time your food would start to digest, I would be in this excruciating pain, pain I wouldn't even imagine on my worst enemy. It was the, the worst pain I'd ever experienced. And so I got to the point where, well, I can't just stop eating, but I was kind of like not eating as much, which is due to the weight loss. But also I was dealing with some fatigue because of that and then anemia on top of that. So I was anemic and I found that out by doing some tests at the hospital. So this went on for several months until I, I went to the doctor and they couldn't figure it out. And then I was like, okay, they tried all these different tests and running all kinds of things. And they still, they couldn't tell me what was going on. But I'm losing like something like five to six pounds a week. I'm not kidding. And it was pretty scary. And so finally, my doctor said, hey, I'm going to send you to a specialist. I'm thinking, man, these people practice medicine. They can't tell me what's going on with me. (laughs) Anyway, so finally... I go to a specialist and you know it's bad news when the doctor calls you in his office and says, hey, you know, we, we know what's going on. He calls me in his office and he says, I need you to sit down. And I'm thinking, I don't want to sit down. Just tell me what's going on, you know. So then it's when he begins to explain that I have this disease called Crohn's, I had never heard of it. I didn't know he went into it being at that time pretty rare that people had gotten it. And I'm thinking, so what do I do now? I didn't mention this. How did I deal with my food real quick? I'm going to mention this. I got to the point guys, where I was only eating mashed potatoes and I would like have like smoothies and then applesauce. That was my diet because I literally could not eat anything solid because it was so painful. So at that time, now I'm aware of what's going on with my body. I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do? Decide at first what we're, we we got to get your nutrition back up and running so they were referring me to a i don't want to say hospice but um a, like a care facility that would specialize in bringing food to patients at home it was like a home care place that would like where my medicine would come from my syringes and my needles would come from because They wanted to try me out on a medicine, even though there was no cure. And he told me this, of course, there was no cure. He said, we have a medicine we want to try. We're going to put you on the liquid diet. And the home care people were going to come in and siss all up, set up like my IV. I had an IV and I was going to have to learn how to use this stuff. They had somebody come in and teach me how to use it. And I had to give myself my own medication and taught me how to do the medicine that was in a liquid form. They also... There's two medicines I was on. I was on a steroid because of the weight loss. And then the medicine that they were hoping, of course, would do something with this disease, even though they told me there was no cure. And at the time, I just like became a Christian and I was new at like, who God was and all that stuff, but I, I didn't know much. And I will tell you that this voice spoke to me and said, think, get all, because there are scriptures in the Bible that talks about healing. This voice said, write every scripture down on healing, meditate over it, say it every day, say you're healed, speak it every day. And I was kind of like, okay, you know, all right, you know, I'll do this. You know, everything that I could think of as far as staying positive, speaking words of affirmation over my body and over my mind and just talking to myself, I did that. Now. I'm not saying it didn't work, but what happens next is pretty incredible. So my situation doesn't change. I continue to digress, of course, because they said there was no cure for this. So what ended happening was the doctor had said, listen, we need to go in and just take a look at things. And I'm thinking, oh man, what, is it, what does that mean? And so they're going to take the scope and try to see what was going on in my large intestines, and I said, "Okay, so they did, and I could actually it was kind of like an ultrasound, but it's a scope that they used, and I could actually see the screen, and I could see my intestines was just bloody, and I could actually see this now. The other thing that comes with Crohn's disease that I didn't mention that is a bloody stool that was the other sign I knew that something was really wrong with me because I'm losing this a tremendous amount of weight. I have bloody blood in my stool. On top of that, this excruciating pain and I'm, I knew something was really wrong. And so, but you know, like I said, my intuition was telling me, yeah, it's not an ulcer. It's something's wrong. Again, that intuitive voice that tells us like, you know something's not right and you pay attention to that. And I'm not gonna bunny trail, but I'm gonna real quick say a lot of times we get that nudge, we get, and we ignore it. And we go, oh no. And I think the reason why we ignore it is because we don't have proof that it's actually the thing. For example, let's just say you were going to get on a train. You bought a ticket and you know when your train leaves, right? But all of a sudden you get this nudge not to get on the train. Well, you purchased the ticket, so obviously you don't want to lose the funds for that ticket you purchased, but you get this all of a sudden feeling not to get on the train, right? Well, we don't have proof that what we're feeling is correct. And I think that's why a lot of people ignore their intuition It's because they don't have the proof that something crazy is about to happen. But let's say you didn't ignore your intuition and you get on the train or no, let's say you, you didn't ignore your, excuse me. You didn't ignore your intuition and you decide not to get on the train. And then you find out. Eight, nine hours later, that the train derailed and half the people were killed on the train. And this is what I'm talking about the importance of listening to our intuition. Now, when my coworker said to me, Oh, maybe it's an ulcer, and I'm like, No, I know something's wrong and it's not an ulcer. But how did I know that? You could feel it. That's how I knew. And I just knew, I was like, No, something's way worse. And I ended up being correct on that. Now, Fast forward to treatment. So I had to hook myself up every night on this IV. And how they did it was they put a tube in in my artery underneath my collarbone. I had to go in for a quick outpatient surgery where they put this tube in, butterfly flap at the end. And then I would hook up to this thing every single night for months. And I'd slowly, I'd press in the buttons on the machine. And it would drip my food to me. It was the only way that I could get the proper nutrients because remember I can't eat because it was too painful to eat. Well, it, it didn't get any better, and of course, several weeks later, my doctor had said, "Angie, we got to do something different because it's not getting any better. The medicine's not working, and you're still losing weight." I wasn't losing as weight. I wasn't losing as much weight anymore because I was on the steroids, and so he's like, "We gotta." We gotta go in and get. We gotta go in and do surgery, and I was scared to death. I'm like, no, I don't want to do surgery, and I was thinking, no, I don't know if I want to do that. Go on, undergo the knife? That's scary, especially at 19. And so, at this time, I was already 20, and I I just was thinking, this is a pretty tough decision. But I knew that something had to be done differently because this wasn't working. I didn't want to take any risk of dying. And I, I mean, I don't want, I'll say this. I don't remember being afraid to die, but I just remember thinking, man, I know there's got to be more to my life, and but I want quality of life. So obviously, we're going to do the surgery. The neat thing is, um, I'm going to back up a second and go back to when they had to put the tube under my collarbone. There's an artery that runs right here for us a pretty big one. And so that's where they wanted me to get the food and my medication would go in there. So the nurse that was on that morning when I was getting that procedure done said to me, now they're not supposed to share patient information, but she thought it would be helpful for me to talk to this lady. So there was another patient in the hall across from me that had Crohn's. Now, When we go through something in life, there's always something or someone that helps you through whatever the the lesson or the test is, or if you want to call it that. And this lady, the nurse just thought, I think she'd be helpful for you to talk to. And I said, okay, yeah, I'll talk to her. And so when it was convenient, I went over to this other patient, this lady's room, and, and she was older, much older than me. And she had had Crohn's for probably about 15 to 20 years of her life. She had pretty much had it, been living with it. And she had had a daughter and her daughter was almost 17. And I remember thinking, okay, she was there to have her stomach pumped, just to kind of tell you what was going on with her. What this disease does, and you can go on remission with it, but what it tends to do, the part that they say there's no cure for, is it just keeps coming back and attacking the colon to the point where you don't have a colon anymore. So you can end up with a colostomy bag and there's all kinds of other things. So this lady had no more colon because she would have the surgery that I was about, that I had later, not right away. She ended up having that surgery where they go in and take the inflamed part of the intestines out and then sew you back up. But she had several of these operations done on her to the point where she didn't have her colon anymore. And so... I listened to her and I just thought, oh my goodness, what am I in for? She could eat, but she would have moments where she would have to go to the hospital and get her stomach pumped. And I think, God, this is not quality of life. But I tell you what it did do. It made me want to believe that I could really be healed of this or find some type of way because I had a little bit of knowledge of God, a little bit of knowledge of the idea that I could heal myself or that God would want me to work on believing that. And I know some people say, I don't get it. You know, they have family that died from cancer or died from something and, or maybe they had somebody pray over their family and they weren't healed. Or you hear these stories maybe of healings and stuff. And I can't speak on that because everybody's individual life and journey is different. But for me, it it just, it catapulted me into believing I could do this when I talked to this lady, because I was like, I'm not going to live like that did something inside of me. I'm like, I'm not living like that. There's gotta be a, a different way, a better way. And so it made me believe. I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna meditate. So I would meditate and I wanna talk about the power of meditating. Um, Even recent weeks and months, I've been through some stuff that's been pretty tough. And I'm telling you when I've sat down and spent that quiet time with myself, and to meditate, and I know some people aren't big on meditations, or they think it's new agey or whatever. And you know, whatever you need to do to bring peace in your life and to find a way to have that peace and serenity, but me, to me, the best way is meditation. And when I want to throw this disclaimer out because I'm, I, I don't want to be <laughs> responsible. I'm not in no way, shape or form telling anybody to do this or telling anybody that I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know, I I am an EMS. I've been in hospitals and I've been with patients and I know what it's like to see people suffer and go through some stuff that is really difficult physically. But for me, I believed and I do believe in manifesting healing, manifesting healing in your heart and emotions. If you've had a heartache, heartbreak, Physically. And that's what I'm encouraging here is that there is a better way that we can have peace in our life. And what that looks like for this is what it looks like for me. And it has helped me manage my emotions in a way, sitting with myself, but it's helped me manage my emotions in a way that I never thought I could do. And so I continued, even though I had to have the surgery, I continued to still believe that in this method of healing and so yes I had to have the surgery this is what I'm gonna get to I had the surgery and obviously I'm I'm here talking to you guys today I ate my first hamburger in months and it was the best thing anything that I missed the most when I was sick with this was just tasting food that was huge for me just putting it in your mouth the taste of it months later okay Things were great. I was eating. I was gaining weight. I was looking great. And I have not had one episode of this disease come back. So you could say I'm in a long-term remission, or you can say that the divine healed me. I'll leave it up to what you guys might think. I am the healthiest I've ever been at the age I'm at right now. When I have gone in for a checkup, doctors can't believe it. They're like, how? When I, when I find out my medical history, they're like, you, you, you've had this surgery. They know the surgery. I forget the medical name for it. And But I let them know. And they're like, what? It is possible. All things are possible to those who believe. That's what I believe. Now, I know that everybody's circumstances are different. But for me, this was for me. And I wanted to tell this story today because I wanted to encourage somebody out there that may needed to hear this. Maybe they're fighting some type of an illness or they have a family or friend. I see a lot of these YouTube videos that talk about, well, you can manifest this, manifest that. I'm not saying that you can't or can't. But there's, there's a there's something about having faith that moves mountains, faith that you just believe and you trust. And 20-some years later, here, I'm sitting here doing a podcast talking to you guys, and I'm grateful. I'm very, very grateful for my life. I'm grateful for that challenge. (laughs) That was scary. But I'm grateful for the test or the challenge, the lesson And I just would encourage you all to give it a chance to meditate, but to try different healing methods. Now, I will say this. I want to touch a little bit too on emotional healing. When we're hurting, going through something painful, we need to sit with that. It's just like our emotions are there to tell us stuff just like when our body gets sick or you have a pain and an ache And after a while, you know, you don't ignore that pain. After a while, you go, you know, something's not right. I better go get this checked out, right? I'm going to go to the doctor and get this checked out. Our emotions are there for the same reason, to help us go through these moments. And I try my best to sit with myself and sit with things. If something's bothering me or if I have a challenge with people in my life or family or a circumstance, um, things are going to happen. We're going to get hurt. I'm going to continue to put my heart out there because I just think it's really important to do it. And I don't want to miss out on amazing people because I know they're out there. And if I choose to close my heart off because I've been hurt, I'm only hurting myself, but I'm only, I'm, I'm, I'm basically giving, letting myself down and, I kind of see spiritual healing in that same way as physical healing. It's it's not much different, but practicing a way to have peace for yourself. And sometimes that means setting certain boundaries around situations that would help you give yourself proper self-care. And I'm super huge right now on really showing up for yourself we don't show up for ourselves well we're worried about what people think and it's the shoes you know these are my shoes nobody else can fit these but Angie and I'm walking in these shoes and I'm not saying I wouldn't ask friends or family or people I'm close to advice but at the end of the day it has to be my choice because I'm the one living this life in the skin and no one else is living it but me and so before you t- Before you jump and be quick to ask advice from people, make sure it's people that really have your sex. Make sure they really got your back. But make sure that it's still your decision at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, it is your life. And how do you want that to look? I I am a very big believer that if I can't have quality of life, what's the point in being here? We're here to grow and to learn and to show love. To all that we encounter. So I'm going to end it right there. The thing I'm going to always say at the end of my podcast. Is guys thanks for listening. Because I know your time is valuable. Just like mine is. And I appreciate it. That you even come on and listen. And I will say this. Choose love over fear. I'm always going to say that. At the end of every podcast. And in episode 3. I'm going to go back into talking about. Another song that I wrote. I also want to let you guys know i am working on three new songs right now three new songs i'm writing and again this is going to be a weekly podcast i'm going to do my best to release it on a monday and the reason why i want to release it on a monday is because i know mondays can be challenging for people the first day of the week going back to work and going back to the grind and i want to provide some type of encouragement a podcast that you'd go like would bless your heart so with that i want to say peace out, stay safe, and don't forget that you are loved. You are loved, you're meant to be here, and you're important.